Hey, Rage. How's it going, dude? All right. It's been a while. Yeah. This band's my favorite. Don't you love them? Yeah, it's going to be the best. I'm so stoked. Hey, girl. You want a beer? All right. Aw, oh, man. This is the best. I'm so glad we're all back together and stuff. This is great. Hey. Um, do you guys know about the party after the show? Yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to go, but um, my friends don't really want to go. Can I get a ride? Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to We Are Weezer, episode 13. Lucky number 13. Yes, just in time for Halloween. Yeah. Ooh, (laughs) I guess. But there's really nothing scary about Weezer. No. Except parts of Ratitude. <laughs> and Hurley. Eh. It's scary how much you don't like Hurley. I mean, it is what it is. I think Ratit I I don't mind Ratitude. Hurley just seems I guess it's boring. No, you know. Mm, eh. I do know. I do. We're going to be talking about why bother today, which is actually a super rockin' song. Have you listened to it recently? Oh, yeah. Pinkerton, for me, is something I, I listen to on the reg. I haven't listened to it for a while, honestly, and it was fun to kind of get into it today on the way home, so I'm excited. Yeah. I actually haven't re-listened to it lately in prep for the show, but I realized I, I have most of it memorized. I know the subject matter pretty well. And I'm, Me too, yeah. It's I, I do have the fear that it's going to be one of those songs that's like, yep, that's good. We both know it's uh-huh. good, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. Really I good. I liked it too, yeah. I Me too. All right. See awesome. you next week. All right. Yeah, that was the show. Yep. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. We don't even need to, yeah, see you later. See you next Tuesday. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I just said that. It's actually Wednesday, right? Um, so what's going on? What's new? What's up? Nothing. I have no major updates to speak of this time. No injuries. No. Oh, wait, hold on. My baby is learning how to flip over. Oh, Sometimes he's on his back. And then before I know it, he's on his tummy. Oh, and he likes to shimmy clockwise. It's very cute. (laughs) That's so exciting. My friend just had a baby and and she's still new and tiny. And I don't know. Babies are awesome. Babies My are baby awesome. just turned three, and it seems like he's going on 45, or I am, too. It's just <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. I mean, crazy. three, and with his vocabulary, next is college. I know. He's so smart. It's just, I, I feel like I might have the smartest kid in the world. I know I don't, but it's a a feeling of pride that... Everyone must feel at this at whatever age with their kids, just like pretty cool. Yeah, the milestones are fast and furious. There's so much progression between them being a baby and like a competent little person. Yeah. It all happens so fast. It's too like two fast. weeks ago. Two weeks ago, we got a, the little guy a jumper, and you'd put him in it, and he'd kind of fall over. You know, he wouldn't know what to do with it. He wouldn't play with any of the toys or anything. And this week, he's like tapping on little cymbals, spinning the little piano, grabbing at the mirror. All of a sudden, he knows how to grab stuff and manipulate it, you know, before he couldn't. And it just happens in the blink of an eye. Yeah. He's just about to laugh, I think. Just think about this. How, How many months is he right now? Four. So within the next six months, he'll be saying words and eating food. Like, how crazy is that? He'll probably be saying the F word. Daddy hasn't shied away from cursing because he's a baby. <laughs> I don't know if, the, well, hopefully you, you do when they start to pick it up, but I don't think you have to worry for a while, probably. I hope so. I hope so, too. <laughs> uh, what's new in your world? Um, I'm exhausted mentally and physically. <laughs> I'm still working on the house and everything else and... um just tired i'm constantly tired i'm waiting for yeah. a break i can't wait to 
move in and I just really want it to be like maybe Christmas or something and just do nothing and enjoy doing nothing. So as soon as Liz I get to just do that, said those exact same words, she's like, I just want to have a weekend where we have no plans. And I was like, when will that be? She's like, I don't know. We have plans every weekend for the foreseeable future and looked yeah. off into the distance and despaired. Yeah. It's like, it's crazy. Even when you try not to schedule anything, something will always happen, you know? Yeah. Know. Something comes up much like uh, an impromptu concert. I know. I'm so excited. So Weezer's going to be doing an in-store at Amoeba. You have to line up, go buy the CD. Then you might get a ticket to go to the show, which is on November 1st. Well, so, let me let me correct you a little bit. Oh. Buying the CD guarantees you a ticket, and you can get two tickets. I'm just concerned that given that that's the case, that everyone will be there to get their tickets the day of album release. So because I know we're not going to get our bundles the day that album comes out, because that never happens. So I'm afraid I won't even get the album on the day it comes out at this point. Oh, we're going to get that album. We're going down. Yeah. If I have to stop at every Target on my way back to work, I'll do it. I will send you the digital copy. Because I want my lossless files from my CD. Not only did I get it, because, but I had to order the happy hour glasses. So now I'm going to have like 10,000 copies of Pacific Daydream. And I'm going to have to give it out to people. But I kind of derailed that there. But um, there's a lot of brouhaha in the fan club about set lists. It actually has sparked quite a debate. Um, and wherever you stand on that, um, I do think that this show is probably going to be unique because they won't have room or um, the infrastructure to do a big setup. So the songs are apparently going to be stripped down. And it'll be really cool to hear unique versions of songs we know with the new material that will sound different from the way it'll be on the album. So I'm really excited to see what they come up with. Well, just the fact that they're even doing this is like so cool to me. It's such a intimate experience and um, it just reminds me of the old days and I'm really, really excited and hopefully it works out and I get a CD and I get to go to the the show. I'm like, If you can buy... The CD, I mean, the capacity is 900. So if you're, if you can get the two CDs like I plan to do, you'll get your tickets. You can get in. It's much more straightforward than some of the other shows that I've heard about there. I just worry about how many people will be there to buy the CD. However, I do think that Friday morning at 10 a.m. is going to work in our favor. Yeah. People can't get off of work. Um, I'm, I have to, so don't, don't tell anybody, but... I'm for sure going to be there. <laughs> and Don't um, tell anybody except everyone <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> well, my people in my real life don't really listen to this thing. I mean, let's be, let's be honest. It's um, true. Not Most that people many are like, people. Oh, you have a Weezer podcast. That's nice. That's nice. I'll never listen to it ever. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Yeah. And that's cool. Cause I can just nerd out with you guys. Right. Yeah. I, I am content with that. I know my wife listens, my Weezer husband listens, and that's enough. And then I get to talk to you about Weezer. I get to talk to them about Weezer, Amy and Juliet, and I'm finding that little ecosystem, that's enough for me. Yeah, and the fan club too. It's like it's like a lot. It's It's too much to keep track of sometimes. I'm like, okay, I've got 20 links I need to research and review before I can discuss yeah, apparently Weezer a lot of overload. Weezer in my heart because, boy, do they take up. A, I mean, they're taking up more of my time now than they ever have, and it's fun. I know. It's good times. <laughs> it is. It's fun. We'll have to. We'll definitely have to contemplate like a winter or a Christmas break for our show. Every other podcast does it. They all disappear for Christmas. We can too. Okay, I'm down with that. Uh, I might. I want to see them at the K Rock Acoustic Christmas Show, but I'm not sure that I have money it's um, already sold out <laughs> they say that but have you ever been it's like never sold out for real it's just the scalpers really? yeah Ugh. i mean i'd love to go but because i have never seen queens of the stone age live and that's kind of on my concert bucket list oh i'm going to see them at the forum uh for valentine's day that's my 
Valentine's Day present. So that is awesome. Um, yeah, I I love get a them so much. I'm gonna die. And if you tell me, hey, you want to see a short set list during Christmas? Uh, and see Muse, who you already just saw at Kaboo, or do you want to see them for an hour and a half at the forum in the pit? I'm for sure going to say that one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My head's going to pop off. Like, it's going to... It's a thing. If you get a chance to see... Um, if you go to Almost Acoustic Christmas for both nights and you get to see Franz Ferdinand, you'll, you will not regret it. They're amazing live. I have. I have seen them, and they are good. Then you know. Did they do the toilet paper thing? The toilet paper gun? I feel like it was shirts or something. Yeah, they TP'd us pretty bad when they opened for Green Day. Huh, that's fun. Um, so yeah, Weezer doing a cool Amoeba show at the uh, end of October. Check it out, Los Angeles. Amoeba.com probably, I don't know. No, don't um, check it out. Don't. Don't go. I want to be able to at, get my tickets. It's actually... It's actually Next Friday at 3 o'clock yeah. in the afternoon. Yeah, exactly. And you need to buy 15 <laughs> copies of the CD. <laughs> um, also, I have crazy, crazy allergies because it's like 200 degrees and windy. Hurricane storm wind. Uh-huh. I don't Whatever you want to call that. And my nose is going to fall off. And so that's <laughs> happening right now. So Sorry. Sorry, guys. I'm going to talk like this for the rest of the episode. <laughs> It'll get worse and then and then better, but I'm trying not to like do gross noises for you uh, into my <laughs> microphone. So our, our fans don't want to hear you expectorate. Yeah, no, neither do I. Let's see. Um, let's thing. talk about uh, episode 14. Yes. Voters keep voting. Um, who's ahead right now? Have you looked? I have not looked. I Last like to I looked, just wing everything. <laughs> Last time I looked, it was El Scorcho. Let's see. Um, also, what are you going to be for Halloween? Are you doing anything? I am not. Neither are we, I don't think. I wanted, and I feel, I feel bummed out because I had this plan to dress up my little boy as Han Solo and give my dog a Chewbacca bandolier. But <laughs> I haven't really made that work out yet. Although I really, I think I could pretty easily cobble that together. Just got to find a cute little vest. Yeah. It's not the most difficult costume in town for sure. Um, by the way, I just want to go back to the, what song should we do for episode 14? Mm-hmm. Um, El Scorcho is not an option. We got Hashpipe, Thought I Knew, and Beverly Hills. I know. That's so funny. Why did I say El Scorcho? Um, are there write-in votes? Where are we people saying El Scorcho? No, I, I don't know. I just, who knows what's happening in my brain. Um, I'm so happy that we're not doing Thought I Knew. That would be the worst show ever. It is behind right now. So if you love Thought I Knew, you can go ahead and vote. But right now, Hashpipe and Beverly Hills are tied. Plus, there's a couple that I have on the side from too long of an explanation, but there's more votes than this. Um, but right <laughs> now we, we have a tie. So if you really love Hashpipe or you really love Beverly Hills, go vote today. Cause I'm I closing it down. Hills. When am I closing it? I think Wednesday. Beverly Hills when- can be really interesting. Cause that's like a turning point for the band. It's true. But hash, hash pipe we got to do eventually because it's it's very sexy. <clears throat> yeah, it's yeah. Anytime Rivers grunts like a uh, like that, it's uh, I like it. Let's we'll just <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe maybe not, but um, I don't know. Did you guys know that during our discussion of why bother, it's mostly going to be. <clears throat> Or uh, uh, uh. speaking of which, <laughs> uh, song discussions coming up. Yes, and give us a few moments. Enjoy the rock. We'll we'll be back. We will. We always come back, unless we don't. And the episode appears to be an hour long, but from here on out, it's silence. But you won't be sure, so we'll probably get you for like six or seven minutes. 
or something. We'll be right back. gonna kill when you desert me this happened to me before <laughs> um guitar solo rock ding, ding, legendary song ding, ding, ding. so can i just say that this song rocks my it, it's super rockin and jammin in every way yeah, this song rips bruh it's, it's all about the ripping and the tearing <laughs> Tearing in the shredding or ripping in the, I don't know. Whatever is the most suggestive version of what I just said, <laughs> that's what it's all about. Um, I like how it starts off with the drum roll and immediately we're going. Like it just flies off the handle and we're, we're jamming. And um, I really like the energy in this. Like he's like... I feel it, you know? Yeah, his vocal performance is incredibly intense and very loose, very loosey-goosey. Such a far cry from the, the really tight-tempered version of him from the Blue Album. Like, or the newer the stuff where it's Buddy Holly. just like very structured and high. Like this song is just like, I'm just going to like belt it out and sing and let it let it go, let it fly. It's so fun to sing along with this song because it's like, it's just, I don't know. I think it's fun. And I feel like it's like a release of some sort, um, no matter who you are. Because we know for the, during this time, Rivers was uh, neck deep in dem hose, as he put it. I don't know if that's what he actually said, <laughs> but we know that he was really enjoying the rock star life. And this song is another one of those wonderful examples of how Rivers takes sad stuff and makes it rock. So I was kind of young when this song came out, and I thought that he was saying he was going to keep rocking. And like before <laughs> I knew what the lyrics were. So I just, um, when I was listening to it on the way home, that like thought came into my head, and I'm like, oh, that's so funny. Ha, ha, ha. You. You see, son, when <laughs> a man loves himself primarily <laughs> and is frustrated and unable to talk to the opposite sex, <laughs> he uh, would rather keep whacking. And that's where we'll leave you. Not rocking. everybody. The I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that is also a rocking time, too. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Um, let me read some of the... the the stats for you. Why Bother is track number four off of Weezer's second album, Pinkerton. It is Rivers Cuomo song chronology number 184, um, released September 24th, 1996. And I think this is a quote from Weezerpedia, and I don't know if it's verified because the release date was different or the release date was wrong. So I corrected it but um it said it was recorded in august 1995 at new york's electric lady studios and september 1995 at fort apache um it's only two minutes and eight seconds long it's a short one so it gets in and gets out and it's right between what is it between i know across the sea is after it but no other one Okay. Is what precedes it. Wow, I didn't realize it was so short. Yeah. Boy, that's a that's a bullet right to the heart right there. It, I mean headshot. This song is a headshot. It gets in, it rocks out, and then like you settle down for some across the sea. It starts off all Yeah, quiet. you go from his masturbation habits to him coveting a young Japanese girl. Correct. Creepily. This album's full of creep, man. The older I get, I the more I'm like, no, stay away I from my daughter. I don't think it's Rivers. creep. It's he was young and he was 
daydreaming slash what's that called? What is that called? Fantasizing, you know, just like, you know, I think everyone does that when they're. Yeah. And, and of course it is a Weezer fans bread and butter to pretend that everything he says is autobiographical, which is just crazy. Well, in this case, well, in that case, I think it's true. And also, why bother? Do you think it's 100% though? Like, so visceral, so angry? Like, could this have been really that first person? I am sure that at some point, Rivers, before being a musical genius rock star, was for sure turned down by many, many women. Um, for For a myriad of reasons, if not that he just didn't even try because he is too shy and didn't even want to bother. And, um, once he did bother, they were like, whatever, you're not cool enough for me. Like, let me leave you, which is basically what this song is about frustration. Right. So yeah. Doesn't everybody feel that way at some point? Like when they're young, like, Nobody likes me. I'm not cool. Eh. I mean, I shit. I think we feel that way our entire lives. I mean, we discussed on a previous episode though, that rivers eventually, I can't remember if it was can't stop partying or where that came up, but he decided at one point, all right, I am going to cash in my chips as a rock star and get all the, all the ladies and just see who will go to bed with me, who will do what I want. Cause I'm a rock star. So I wonder if this song precedes that decision to finally just, wade into the waters of being a rock star. I believe so. I think it's around the corner, but hasn't happened yet for sure. Because it was written before 1995 and they weren't anywhere close to being crazy famous yet. Right? No, or not not written in 1995, but I'm sure it was written in earlier. Who can say? Who um, knows? The label is Geffen. Uh, it's officially released. It's on Pinkerton. It is on Petra Hayden Benefit Record Live, to that released 2002. What was Petra Hayden needing a benefit for? Do you know? she okay? Uh, she was in a, a rockin' car accident. She got severely injured. And there was a benefit concert to help her get through it. Oh, I didn't I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah, she was a friend of the band. Uh, it's her vocals on um, I Just Threw Out the Love of My Dreams. Yeah, member of the Rentals, sister of Rachel. Um, so everyone got together and... Super Sport 2000 singer. Sing a song. Slash musician. Yeah. I didn't know she got into a car accident. That sucks. And I'm sure everything's fine now because that was 15 years ago. Um, I'll get with the times. It was also on the Japan Deluxe Edition of the Red Album DVD? Question Uh, mark? That's what it says. I don't know. I don't do a lot of importing. (laughs) I don't. But I do have the Happy Record Store Day EP live that has the... um, the Michael Bolton guest appearance. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've seen that. It's. Yeah, that was a good a live version. Of this song? Yeah. It's Michael on Bolton's on Why Bo- Bother? No, I don't think it's Why Bother. Hold on. It, I'm looking up the track listing like, right now. It was something else that didn't make any sense, for sure. But I don't think it was this song. Oh, I'm dumb. I'm confusing him for. Kenny G. He did I'm Your Daddy. Kenny yes. G did. Yes. Michael Bolton. Same thing. I know. It's really the same thing. Kenny G, Michael Bolton. Same thing. Horns, white dudes, hair. Hair, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a live version of Why Bother uh, in Tribeca at the PC Richard and Sons Theater. Hmm. Ooh. That's not even on here. Or yeah, is it is. It? Happy Record Store Day EP. Oh, but what does that have to do with Tribeca? You've got it listed in your appearance. 
Well, because the the liner notes of the CD probably detail where it was recorded. Uh, I haven't heard the live version on the Petra Hayden Benefit record. And I guess I need to look into importing because I, I have the White Album import and some older stuff, but I don't know. I see here in the copious amount of notes that you've compiled that Brian sings this live. I can corroborate that. When I've seen Weezer live, he does indeed sing this song. All of it? Yeah. Huh. He sings the lead vocals and Rivers would uh, swing back to do guitar work or he's playing drums at the time. There's a weird time where everybody switched up instruments where like Pat was playing guitar instead. But I'm not a big fan when Brian takes over singing. I like to hear Rivers' voice because I'm all about Rivers. I am too. Rightly or wrongly for me, Rivers is Weezer. Uh, I don't know. I feel like they should all get their own chance. Kind of like the Beatles where they each had like, sometimes they threw Ringo a bone and let him do his thing, you know? <laughs> Throw Ringo a bone. Well, poor Ringo. Poor Ringo. He was my favorite. Shout out to Ringo. Um, still, still living. But um, he'll, he'll get the ultimate bone, and he'll be the last one standing. Probably, I think he was the youngest one, or is Paul the youngest? Um, but they were like, let's be honest. They were just like being nice and letting him have songs, <laughs> right? Like they weren't like I don't know. Oh I, the the handful of Ringo contributions were always very interesting. Oh, he's good too. Um, but yeah, he's Ringo. I don't know. He's for sure, you know, the drummer. I would say. Yeah. I mean, definitely. He always had such a peculiar voice too. It is an interesting deep voice. Sounds a little bit like blondish, like he's a blonde maybe huh? under that brunette hair. I don't know. Yeah, but we'll have to save that for the. We are the Beatles podcast. <laughs> anyway, yes, you're right. Let's let's keep moving. Um, live versions. Did we just talk about that? Yeah, we did. So personnel. Rivers, lead guitar and lead vocals. Pat on the percussion. Brian Bell, lead guitar, backing vocals. Matt Sharp. So this is uh, original bassist number one, Matt Sharp, on bass guitar and backing vocals. And it was actually produced by Weezer. Yeah, they self-produced. Yeah. Always a risky gamble. Always a risky gamble. Why? Well, a producer does so much to shepherd the band's sound. So um, a really good example of that recently was Jake Sinclair. It's his efforts, his production sensibilities, and his desires for the sound of the record that gave the White Album its classic flair. And we've seen Rivers sort of rebel against that. Um, a producer has just as much to do with the outcome of a record as do the musicians, because they have a guiding hand in the overall direction. So when a band self-produces, the, the um, results can be strange, because as I've mentioned before, if you don't have anybody telling you no, it's really hard to self-regulate. Mm-hmm. Well, in this if case, you ever, you I mean, know, it turned out. Look awesome. at a favorite band of yours. Yeah, it did. But like, take a favorite band of yours, see if they self-produced an album at one point, and ask yourself, is that album as good as the <laughs> other ones where they had external creative output? Yeah, I don't know. I know nothing about that kind of stuff. Um, well, now you do. Yes. So. Apparently, well, we all know what the song is about. It's about rejection, frustration. Why bother hitting on someone because you're or falling in love because they're just going to hurt you? <coughs> Sorry. Um. So what is, I don't know, what was I going to say? I guess it was written around the time that um, 
songs from the black hole were being written. So I'm thinking maybe it was meant to be a single on that album, but still remains unconfirmed. I don't know if that album ever got so far as to have begun the discussions about singles, uh, just because he aborted that idea so early on. I don't think there's anybody there from the record company, you know, talking about even actually releasing that. But I do wholly agree with that it might have been a single. I mean, it's perfect for that. I believe that I, on the CD that I saved it was a single i could be tripping but i thought that it you know you you def straight tripping boo it was never uh, a single the singles were el scorcho the good life and then it was supposed to be pink triangle but they never actually released it but i i heard somewhere that it was like sometimes listed as a single on something else i don't know i'll have to find it not as far as a true promoted single meant to invigorate, you know, love for the record. Okay. Sadly, Geffen released uh, El Scorcho first, and that song was so weird. You know, you loved Weezer in 1994. It's only been two years. They They already have another album on the way, and you're like, God, I loved Buddy Holly, and Say It Ain't So is my favorite song of all time. I wonder what he's gonna do next. And then, it's a song named after a hot sauce packet, and it sounds so different, and the vocal delivery is so weird, and there's turkey and bacon, and history was made, but it was probably not a wise lead single. Was the hot sauce around at that point? I don't think it was. I think this. No, that's where he. That's where he got the name from, from the Del Scorcho hot sauce packet. Really? Yeah. Del Taco has been in California since like 1963. But I don't remember Del Scorcho being available before the song like i feel like del taco's writing weezer's tale no i think he's i think rivers has talked about this i couldn't point to where because i didn't know i didn't realize it'd be up for debate (laughs) but the it's named after the i don't have my debate notes ready for this part of the show but it is definitely named after el scorcho know the history of taco bell and weezer no, Carl? not Taco Bell. Carl? Del Taco. Del Taco. <laughs> Same thing. See, see how, no, how can you be arguing with me about this? You're <laughs> not even sure which Americanized Mexican flair restaurant you're talking about. Well, El Scorcho is, uh, maybe I, maybe you're right. It is Del Taco. I thought that it was, well then, what do they have at Taco Bell? Fire? I thought it was. I don't know. I don't go to. I'm a high class Mexican fast food eater. I go to Del Taco. I don't go to Del Ta- a Taco. See, uh, damn it, they're all the same thing. <laughs> no, Del they Taco are totally Bell. different. Which one do you like better? Oh, Del Taco. Really? Quesadillas are mad good. It's all oh, about yeah. the spicy chicken soft tacos from Del Taco and the fries. Yeah, their fries rule. Yeah. You need to try the queso chicken rollers. They're only a buck. I've and never it is tried heaven. that. Why would you try anything else when you can have a a spicy chicken soft taco and fries? That's all you need. Because variety is the spice of life. What do you get when you go to Taco Bell? I almost never do. I don't know. What? Quesadillas? What? You don't get a double decker? No. Bean and cheese burrito? Nacho Supreme? Nope. Uh, all right, fine. I don't get a chalupa. I don't get a gordita. <laughs> I don't get a gordita either, but it's fun to say. I'd get a chihuahua if they had them. <laughs> um, I did have a good or a fun quote from a 2013 interview. Um, TheMusic.com, uh, Steve Bell had an interview with Weezer where they were kind of talking about um, this album and it's funny that you were saying how maybe it was derived from real life or or was it a figment of 
Rivers's imagination. Um, he says, do, do, do. So Rivers says, honestly, actually, the writer is saying, it's fascinating to think that Pinkerton songs like No Other One, Get You, Why Bother, and Tired of Sex perhaps aren't meant to be taken as literal, but they've always been assumed to be autobiographical. And Rivers says, honestly, those songs that you just mentioned started out as autobiographical and standalone songs. And then later, when I started working on songs from the Black Hole, I kind of took those songs and stuck them in the musical and changed a few words here and there. But to be honest, they really didn't belong there. So actually, most of the time, I'm just writing in the moment. Like whatever's happened or is happening to me on that day, I just write about it off the top of my head. Uh, it's much more rare that I try to fart out this large scale arc form dramatic piece and write from more of a fictional point of view. So boom, autobiographical in your face. Drop. Uh, were we arguing about that? Or are you having like an argument with the general, with the Royal populace? I think Royal populace. And I was just trying to be funny and cool because you know, the kids. Right. My cat has joined the show. If anyone heard that meow at home. Oh, welcome, pal. Well, I think she's starving. Little moose to please. Little moose. So hungry. Something Always tells hungry. me that cats are never starving. For real? Right? I don't think so. No. Well, that's about it. Oh. Pat jams out on the drums. Everybody's jamming. I love it so much. Um... Every part of the song I love. And I think it's, yeah, I think the quote here, Carl said of why bother? I think rivers was trying to emulate a technique used in classical music where all the major elements of a musical piece are briefly recalled at the end. I do believe the song does that, but it is very weird to think of this clashing two minute banger of a song being compared to classical music, but this is why I am not a genius in Rivers. Well, it does Cuomo's start off is. with like that, like drum roll, and it does have a um, a quick progression build up, and then solo, and it's it is kind of all over the place. I mean, it's a little cray, but I think that's why it's fun. I, I feel like this song would be fun to like demo a kitchen too, like a bash in a cabinet with a mallet. Yeah. Uh, Beating a floor to death. Or like just like run up some stairs. Or like hit the... Yeah. Hit the, to get some general exercise and cardio. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to hit the bag to this song. Yeah. Or yeah. I'm going to run around like being pissed off and like hit lockers with my fist. Uh. Or I'm going to go hit on girls but get really angry before they reject me. Yeah. Or I'm going to like... Be like, I'll be the girl and I'll like slap you. <laughs> Don't get physical. Uh, when Amy's here this I'm weekend, sensitive. can we do some kind of montage video? Um, I don't want to commit to that because I hate being photographed and videoed. Um, and there's, I, I don't know. You sprung this one on me. So You're such a no, party pooper. But who knows what will happen? I'm not a party pooper. I'm just, I'm honest. I should be. Viewed as easy to deal with and clear. <laughs> like, hey, at least I know where I stand with this guy. Yes, this is true. What are your thoughts on the song? Love it, hate it. The, um, this one's tough, man. These these super good songs that are pretty much objectively good and and on the higher end of the spectrum for Weezer's entire catalog make it really hard to. I have nothing to add that the greater fandom that, you know, music critical literature hasn't already added to it. Um, I really feel that Rivers was tapping into a monumental part of himself and he has had so many opinions about this record, about the music that was on it. You know, he said he hated it. He said he wished he'd never written it. He said he loved it. He's re-embraced it. He's shunned it. And I I think that's pretty appropriate given the stuff he examines throughout the album. I think we all look back on the crazier times in our lives or the more embarrassing times in our lives and Yeah. 
like this song look back with a mixture of revulsion of- and admiration you're like wow i i remember those times so well but god i was such a a turd (laughs) you know i was so bad at x or god i wish i had done y also fortunately for us we got a guy to document it in an amazing album and why bother is probably one of the tightest examples of why pinkerton is so good well pinkerton still holds up today too like it's flawless and it's untouchable there's no there's no chinks in the armor there's nothing to pick away at yeah, I mean, I feel like every show we do with a Pinkerton song is just going to be us slathering buttery love all over it. Well, and it's just, it's it's good times, man. Like, it, I don't know. It just, I know all the words. I feel like the words just come out. I don't have to think. It's like automatic. I've heard it so many times. Well, um, I know I do next No, when I'm one. Uh, yeah. Mixed with Dim Job My best friend. Something, something. Me, me, me. We're going to compile all these audio bits one day and put out a record no one's going to buy. That would be awesome. Woo. So what's your rating for this song? All right. Because I want to talk to Juliet. Yes. D- are you ready? You ready to rate? Yeah. I, I, assume, I assume it's going to be like pretty good. Okay. I gave Why Bother... A Laser Eyes Rivers, a Lightning Strap, Pat Jammin' on the Drums, and a Blazer Brian for a total of 10. All right. All right. Um, I give this a Lightning Strap, uh, a Prom Picture, a Scott in a Vest, a Pat Jammin' on the Drums, a Blue Album Rivers Head, and a Blazer Brian. What? Because it is all those things. Yeah. No, I think I'm going, what is that, 11? Did mine go to 11? I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. Let's see here. Hold on. I got this. Nope, it's just 10. All that was 10? I know. It was a lot of talking. It's 10. So We Are Weezer gives Why Bother a 10. Very good, Why Bother. You deserve it. You did good, Why Bother. Yeah. You ask yourself, why did you bother? Well, it's obvious. You're great. Yeah, it's true. Um, Go listen to this song, people. Listen do to the whole it. record over and over and over. And then every time something new comes out, say, why doesn't it sound like this? <laughs> I don't like it. Rivers is betraying the fan base and letting down his previous producers, and he's being a big meanie. <laughs> Which? Yes, I'm making fun of all the people that I'm sad paid to be in the fan club because I have to listen to you rip on rivers for like not wanting to do stuff that he did 20 years ago i don't know if that's it i think it's more like feeling rejected by your own band type of situation that's not something that can actually happen i know but that's how evaluate your emotions people well it's a band that you like you're buying a product that they produce you can stop you can totally like not participate any longer if you're done. It's a thing. Some people talk about this band like like they broke up with them on prom night or something. Like the band said, oh, I'm sorry, I have to wash my hair. And they broke your heart and you never got over it. Like Weezer is the one that got away. There are wives and husbands and significant others that feel insecure because of how much Weezer has hurt their partner. And it's weird. Nobody gets this hurt over Muse. Nobody gets this hurt over the Beach Boys. But by golly, when Rivers doesn't do what you want him to do, it's just like, I got to go to therapy. I, yeah. I don't know if anyone's taking it that far. Hopefully not. But. Read the comments, the vitriol, the anger, the frustration. I, well, and I understand the frustration. I just don't, like, think it's meant that way. Um, I, I think that they're just saying like, we can't, we can't like do everything for you guys because that's what you guys want. We, we have to do what we want to do. No offense type of thing. But they shouldn't have to say that. You're not a fan if you can't go on yeah, the but journey. But they're saying it cause they're being nice cause they do care. Cause I, well, I'm calling it right now. We're doing a, let's talk about the fans of Weezer episode because 
I have opinions okay. and I have frustrations. They're doing me deep concerns. I wish I could, you know, I'd like to ask them like point blank, like for reals. Uh, like the Keanu Reeves movie? <laughs> That's, well, I meant break, blank, not break, but. <laughs> no, I like point break way better. I just. Oh yeah, me too. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. You need to ask an FBI agent. I have that movie <laughs> on my phone right now. I watched on my lunches. I'm not kidding. Really? I love. Is that one of your favorite movies yeah. too? I had never seen it, and I finally ripped a DVD of it to my phone, and I adored it. It's it's stupid, but it's the best. I mean, it has every other. It has everything in it that made all '90s action movies awesome. Utah, make it too. Utah, make it too. Yeah. Busey. So much Busey. Yeah, no, I love that movie now. And I'd never seen it until recently, and I loved He's it. He's like, just let him go, Utah. Just let me go out one last wave, dude. He's not coming back. I'm just going to walk away sullenly. Yeah. So good. Anyway, up next, kids. R.I.P. Patrick Swayze. in the garage. Love you. With Juliet. Yes. Juliet. Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Carl, if you're listening, can you please just ask Weezer to let us know if they like their fans, if they care about their fans or not? All of them? The new ones? The old ones? Or just the new ones? Because we, it's unclear. And I think this would help. Like, just let us know. If you can, Yeah. by the way. Sure. Yeah. All right. And if you don't know Carl, please ask Joan. <laughs> Joan is gone. Only Carl. There can be only one. Did Carl cut off Joan's head? <laughs> no, but I would like to see Did that. lightning fly out of Joan's <laughs> neck? And did Carl take Joan's life force? I think that it was always Carl. We just didn't know what to call him yet. Like, anonymous. Huh. <laughs> I don't even know your name, Carl, <laughs> so I call you Joan. <laughs> it's Carl. Uh, <sighs> Carol. Anyway, All right. up next. See you in the garage. In the garage with Juliet. We'll be right back. Yeah. Hey, we're back, everybody. Hi. And guess where we are? Where are we? In my garage. Hi, Juliet. How's it going? Hi. I have beers for you guys. You can sit on these crates right here. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I will sit over here by your Halloween decorations. Oh, yeah. They just painted those, so don't touch it. Uh, <laughs> boo and eek. Uh, I think I just sat in wet paint. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's Great. okay. You can wear it at home. It's fine. That's, it's so it's Rick fine. of you. You're, you're, you'll glow in the dark. No one, <laughs> no one will know where you aren't. <laughs> All right. So, what are we? What What did we come over for today? What are you going to regale us with? I, um, you know, I'm still hot off of uh, Red Rocks, and um, I was thinking about something fun. And something fun that I like to do is is uh, read my horoscope. And um, Rivers is a Gemini, and I was thinking the two covers that he does, Hey Ya uh, and Took a Pill in Ibiza, are mm. so kind of opposite and contrasting, and yet it totally fits into his Gemini profile. So I thought it'd be fun to kind of like break down the songs, and we can discuss. So can I just say one thing? Before you get going, I am always uh kind of like super proud that you're part of the show because you pull these ideas to talk about like that I would never I would never <laughs> come up with in a million years and I and I love it because it's like so awesome. different and interesting and just like mm-hmm. I would never even think to discuss that you know like maybe i'm just like boring or whatever but it's so cool no. so yeah you're awesome yeah. <laughs> anytime and rick what were you saying i didn't quite hear what you're saying 
it was probably something irrelevant. I was just going to say that I'm, I'm going to sit in rapt attention and I do have to echo, um, Rachel's <laughs> sentiment. It's, I don't know where you pull this stuff from, but you just snatch <laughs> these little things out of the air. And all of a sudden it's like there were two gunmen on the grassy knoll. Kennedy was a conspiracy. <laughs> you made me think of that meme from it's always sunny in Philadelphia where he looks all crazy with all the papers on the walls. <laughs> You guys have I seen don't that? watch that show. No, I I'll haven't have seen to, it. But I mean, I know it's. I'll Danny send you guys DeVito. the picture. Mm. No, it's it's not Danny DeVito. It's the the funny guy who's in Horrible Bosses. What's his name? Charlie. Oh, Charlie. Something. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this is really yeah, good. Pod. Awesome. I'm making references no one gets. Anyway, I'm very impressed and I'm very happy and I can't wait to hear what you got. <laughs> well, okay. So Gemini's, they are called the twins of the zodiac because they are basically two different personalities in one person. And so one side is a sociable, kind of communicative and like ready for fun side. And the other side is like the tendency to suddenly get serious, thoughtful and restless. And I think that, uh, you know, Rivers kind of uh, toggles between the two, even in interviews and stuff. And it, it kind of there's a level of mystery that he's like he leaves people with it. ambiguousness, ambivalence. That's all very two in one kind of thing. And so, Hey Ya is a totally fun song full of different, like, syncopations, pop culture references, and, like, you know, it's, it's about love and stuff. And um, this kind of uh, brings out his, the great, the Gemini's kind of great sense of humor, need for excitement, and kind of, like, variety. So I was thinking, like, the first verse is, he talks about his love. So he's like, my baby don't mess around because she loves me so. And this I know for sure. But then he, at the end of that, he talks about like, you know, thank God for mom and dad for sticking together because we don't know how. And so, and that was something I was, uh, I had to dig a little for this one. But <laughs> um, basically, Gemini's, uh, they're very creative. They're kind of like artists and writers and stuff. And so... Um, whenever I think of Rivers, I always think of him as like a, a troubadour and um, and like, you know, going from city to city, singing his tale and uh, Gemini's tell the tale of like brotherhood or love between like best friends or relatives who are different and characters and like the variety that comes that can come in a family kind of thing. And um, so I thought that was like, you know, very telling and. Um, and then the second verse uh, talks about the temporalness, if you will, of love, where like uh, separates are always better when there's feelings involved. If they say, <laughs> can't even sing this one, but nothing is forever. And nothing then what makes what makes what makes what makes love the exception? Yeah. And so, and uh, what doing a little more digging about Gemini's people born under this sun sign often have a feeling that their other half is missing. So they are forever seeking new friends, mentors, colleagues, and people to talk to. And they, and that also includes like loves until they find like the one and, um, you know, Kyoko kind of thing. We can all assume that. Um, so that's like the fun side of Gemini and like the sparkling, you know, glimmering, shimmering kind of fun variety side. And then the other side of Gemini is the kind of moody kind of kind of um, side. And it really like took a pill in Ibiza. If you listen to his cover, it really brings out like, I mean, like, like you know, when I was in Red Rocks, I remember thinking, wow, I totally get why he likes a song like one of the lyrics is all I know are sad songs, sad songs. And I was like, ah, like it like, uh, and even Lisa commented that it was a particularly poignant night. Like, you know, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but um, that when he sang that song, it was like touching and we're like, wow, you know, that was like a really good cover. And, um, and you know, when you do a set, there's always that kind of, you do the bam, bam, we're like here and um, like Mexican Fender. It's kind of like a, you know, a statement of like who we are and we, you know, we are Weezer or whatever. But then uh, like a good set at a concert will go from like, like kind of like an announcement of we are here to like, like the fun, it'll ride down and they'll go to a slow song and then they'll bring it back up into, you know, there's like a, 
there's kind of like a wave of what they of you know it's not all like fun stuff and it just gets louder and louder and louder it crescendos at the end it there's like a it, you go on a journey with the musicians and so um and the low point uh if you will is took a pill in Ibiza and so um the one thing that I that Gemini's the one thing that I picked out about Gemini's for in this song was like they don't like being alone and so um the first verse um and that really is 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 in the chorus the doesn't like being alone he even says like you know you don't ever want to step off that roller coaster and be all alone so but going back to the first verse the um I thought Rivers was like an introvert who did like to be alone no yeah well and this one it's so interesting the song is past tense it talks about like you know the singer who who um knows all these uh if we go back to i only cut out uh, pieces of it but if i go back to the lyrics of it um you can even see in it like he I'm just a singer who already blew his shot. I get along with old timers because my name's a reminder of a pop song people forgot. And I can't keep a girl now because as soon as the sun comes up, I cut them all loose and works my excuse. But the truth is I can't open up. Like that's very um, Gemini kind of thing. But like if you listen to the, it's like in the way that Rivers sings it, it's he's like an all in our sad songs. And it's sad. It's it's uh, and things are in the past tense and and um mm-hmm. Do you think that he relates to it? I want to jump in here. We know that Rivers, one of his greatest conflicts is people's perception of him versus where he wants to go. And I think we see that battle play out with every single album and every single new song, especially as the years go by and things get so different. And that's, uh, yeah, and that also is This song, I feel like that song is more appropriate than any other song in the set list, and it bothers me that they do the covers. I'm like, just sing more Weezer songs, but I bet Rivers really feels this. I never never thought about it that deeply. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and and it just kind of occurred to me, like, and especially, like, diving into, like, the lyrics and stuff, and um, because if you look in the the verse where... uh, He's like, I walked, uh, I took a plane to my hometown, and he, he's like, I walked around downtown, and he met some fans. He said, tell us how to make it, because we're getting real impatient. So I looked at them in the eye and said, but you don't want to be high like me, never really knowing why like me. You don't ever want to step off that roller coaster and be all alone. And like, you know, and you don't want to, you don't want to be stuck up on that stage singing, stuck up on that stage singing. So like, to me, it totally sounds like you guys don't know what I'm going through the experience that I've been through and it's how maybe even sad and like or just lonely it is being up there by yourself singing on you know on a stage where the audience gets to be with each other you know and kind of and that's like actually a Gemini thing it's an air sign thing um so looking at the bigger picture people born under the strong influence of air signs have a problem fitting in to a regular order of their surroundings. Like no matter if it is their country or the workplace, their main goal in life is often just to stop pleasing others and worrying about their opinions so they so that they can be able to follow their brightest and most liberating ideas. And I'm like, that is so rivers right there. <laughs> is it not? It's like, ah. Uh. Mm-hmm. And like that, that truly, um, truly chorus is. really says that, you know. The song is like, I'm like, wow, like, who Well, this known? is, like, very interesting as well for me because my husband is a Gemini, so ah. it's kind of fun <laughs> just learning about yeah. that. Yeah. Well, and, and in the end, they say, because, you know, astrology is so astrology, they say that Geminis are in this world to mend differ- differences and, th- and to make them feel right. So kind of, like, sure, to kind of make, you know make that conflict like you know like turn it around basically it, at least that's how i kind of like take it and so like they yeah, say like they're on a like mission to like, out via or to like you know um, it. reconcile do you know what i mean yeah like like get everything in the black no longer in the red kind of thing <laughs> in accounting terms you know um but um yeah, and make it all good. I think everything will be all right in the end. You know, I think that's 
really <laughs> and it's actually but i thought it'd it's be a good song i like this song and i don't mind them doing covers at the shows it's um it's fun i don't know i just found i just thought it was interesting why these two covers you know and they're so contrasting and um and i think that's that's why and you know i think often he chooses a set list off of how he feels kind of thing and um and uh, and how the song feels kind of thing that's just my personal opinion yeah and uh, and i i think those are like that's the highlight and that's the low light and like you know and everything in between is weezer kind of thing but sometimes singing someone else's song they could say your message better than you can sometimes you know i don't know that's that's my thought too on that so. yeah or maybe when i'm listening right. to it from the actual art who sings that song for real? Mm. Uh, t- I know Mike Posner wrote it. It's um, well, when I hear maybe. that one, and I know it's like a popular artist, um, mm-hmm. it sounds like another pop song. So when you mm-hmm. hear Rivers sing it, it's they, actually like a, like an electronic kind of song. I think. Well, it, like it's, it's like, a um, like a. What you call it? Um, like a re like. There's a lot of remixes of it. It's like a dance song kind of thing. I think. E- yeah, it's a club track. Well, I think it's it's. I took a poppy, more of yeah. a different pace for sure. So when he sings it, mm-hmm. he kind of like slows it down, and um, they simplify the music, and he just you know it's more like get out your lighters type of feeling yeah um yeah Mm -hmm. and so but interestingly enough i feel like you know with this new album he's he's kind of doing what that pop song is doing in that he's making the music like beautiful and like awesome and like poppy but the lyrics are still kind of sad you know and yeah they're they somehow always manage to bring us down with the lyrics with a happy song, you know? Yeah. And then once or, again, well, Rivers is doing everything he does extremely deliberately. <laughs> or, or is he, you know, unconsciously, I think maybe even intuitively, you know, but yeah, I just, I wish like, I wish I was creative like that. I wish I could do that. It's so interesting and amazing. And, I I just I think it's really really cool and obviously I admire them and I don't know mm-hmm. yeah I mean that's also just part of him being a you know artist you know is um, well we, like we talked with the round table you know there's like art uh, in yeah. what he does and yeah know. for sure it's not just like yeah uh hit me baby one more time it's like actual <laughs> uh emotions and and thoughts and you know stories and too yeah 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 so you know and and i think a big thing with being an artist is also expression and so i think that's why you know he chooses those ways uh, those songs to express himself and, and you know and in the, as a result, we're like, oh, like, it's so funny. Like, that song, Hey Ya, is so funny. And then um, when he does it, and then uh, and then took a pill in Ibiza, you're like, oh, that's sad. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I don't mean to bring it down, but that's my garage topic. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot, Julia. <laughs> Look, it is the intent of this show to illuminate aspects of the band that people may not even consider, and... You know, the garage mm. segments, I mean, maybe I, I can speak for both Rachel and I. That's when it happens for us. You know, we're doing <laughs> a regular show. We lead the charge of talking about the the band's more, you know, popular aspects and talking directly about things that everybody knows. But the garage segments are so illuminating. Yeah, it's it super fun. I like. challenges my perception of the band to begin with, and it enriches it as well. You know, I feel like every negative feeling that I have um, the the crew of this show has found a way to either massage it or reframe it or what have you to mm-hmm. 
now I'm just like, man, I can't wait to hear him do more covers live, even though I hate it. And I'm like, well, damn. There's a <laughs> well, whole you can't sci- ask Tucker about it. the next cover that they do. <laughs> well, you know, you could just ask yourself, why is he doing this cover? You know, and just like, you know, dig that, like, dig in there a little bit and and see what what that answer could be for you know what you think the answer will be. I don't know, like you know, it, like I don't know. I never I, think like, to, that's why I'm I think so frustrated that he doesn't play more songs live. Yeah. Well, when they I go on their you. own tour, I mean, he ha- sure they, they have will. amazing. Yeah, they have an amazing library of music. So you know one day you can get that <laughs> well, that dream venue and that dream set list and everyone will be happy <laughs> well thank one you day. very much juliet yeah yes Anytime. thank you so much you know yeah i hope you like the ambiance the candles and everything very spooky you know. very nice i like it <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad i put a lot of work into that <laughs> It's awesome. Uh, well, thank you for coming. I really appreciate it. Thank right. you. We'll, we'll uh, see ourselves out. The, <laughs> yes. Unless you want to stay with us for the. Uh, uh, was for next? the out. Sure. Yeah. Oh, stay okay. with us. Let's do it. All right, guys. We'll be right <laughs> um, back with you. Yes. Well, that is it, folks, for episode 13. We've made it to episode 13. Don't forget to vote for episode 14. Tell us what you want us to do. Uh, Thank you, Rick, for the sound. Thank you, Uh Juliet, for the garage. Um, Thank you, listeners, for listening. Uh, You want to do the social media, Rick? Uh, No, but I will. God, mom. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, you can find us on social media platforms such as the Instagram and the Facebook and the Twitters. We are Weezer. Those are our handles. And please email us with your thoughts, comments, suggestions, recipes. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Show recipes. ideas, mm-hmm. general thoughts, missed connections at uh, <laughs> weareweezerforever at gmail.com. And when we say forever, we do mean forever. We have shows planned pretty much through 2074. That puts uh, yeah. me around 90. I don't think we're ever going to run out of Weezer songs, but you never know. No. <laughs> There'll be the dark years where we just have four-minute shows that say, yep, this song was good. See you next week. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> Juliet, bring us out. All right. Thank you. Thank All you. All right, guys. Adios. Adios. Until next time, Adios. folks. We are Weezer. You are too. Yeah.